0: The show.
1: Welcome to your making it worse. We're here. We're queer. Who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. healing. So, this story has delighted me. Uh, I should preface by saying that it is about uh, domestic abuse. Um, Which is a hilarious topic. Which is hilarious, but it's funny in like a (laughs) Simpsons zany kind of way. So, um, this mayor of... The gay twist. Yes. This mayor of (laughs) Elmwood Place, Ohio, his name is William Wilson, Mm -hmm. he and his husband, who's also named William, of course...
0: he never gives a last name. You got to give the last name. <laughs> William Smith.
1: They were put in jail and charged with domestic violence and disorderly conduct after they got into, like, a drunken brawl in their home because they had gotten drunk at Cincinnati Pride and <laughs> argued on the way home about who was drunker and who should be driving, <laughs> which is hilarious. I mean, I'm sorry. It's, like, yeah.
2: hilarious. Well, when police arrived, there was, like, glass everywhere and people they mm-hmm. had bloody faces and shit. While there, police say Wilson wasn't listening to them, was told not to go back into his house, although he ran and tried closing the door on the officers. They say he also tried resisting arrest several times, even as firefighters were checking his injuries. Both men were eventually taken away.
0: Yeah, the one tried to break, like, a, a glass, like, a frame, a picture frame or the other one's that face. That is the most I'm sorry, dramatic. but that's,
1: like, it's dramatic, but it's, like, very Three Stooges. Like,
2: you're, like, so, boing. Also, like, by
0: the way, like, you could, re- if you cut someone's face oh, yeah. with yeah. glass, you could be, you could be bleeding. Oh, I'm getting lightheaded.
2: And in the process, when the police were there, they screamed at their neighbors and each other and the police. They became belligerent with the police.
1: And the cops said... Um, he wrote in his affidavit that they were both
2: responsible, equally responsible for the fight. I yeah. am dying to get these two on the podcast. I, look, I'll, <laughs> I'll say this: I know it's not funny. To, so like, Can this be our midterm coverage? This guy, well, the, doing Williams? Coverage? the Williams, the mayor, Williams, no, Mayor Wilson. I only want Mayor Wilson. Oh, you don't want his husband because I feel like his husband instigated it. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, you have. You think, you're, you're, you think because he's the mayor, he's more responsible?
2: I think the first dude may have been the one that was angry about something. Yeah. See,
1: the thing for me is that the reason I find this. Uh, uh, it, uh, uh, funny, funny, but in a, in a, in a dark, <laughs> twisted way. Yeah, is because this is a f- this is a portrayal of two gay guys as being so normal that they're trashy, that they're trashy oh, enough yeah. to go to Pride. There
2: is nothing better than a trashy gay. But that's dude. what am I'm but why I'm, Eureka was so popular in RuPaul's it's, Drag Race. It's no,
0: Michigan is nothing. Yeah. But, but trashy gay guys. But, the, but,
2: the, but what I'm saying, the gay but what I'm saying
1: is, like, <laughs> right. we live in a world where we're, so, I mean, look, we live in LA, so it's different because everyone's like, I'm on Vanderpump rules or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, but truly, like. But
2: half the gay dudes on these shows are also just as trashy.
1: Oh, I know. I'm just saying it's so, you know, again, it's dark and twisted, but it's refreshing I to yeah. hear two husbands I, be like, like, we got so mad at each other that I smashed up picture frame over his well, head
0: i like defying stereotypes <laughs> even, even if it is like yes. if you told me there was like a, a gay drug cartel i'd be like that's great wonderful mm-hmm. wonderful because we can i like that and i will say uh i've been going to gay bars for you know many many years yeah. I mean, years. well not than you many because just... you're
2: only 23 I mean, but that's but right
0: yeah. <laughs> i was getting to that joke <laughs> yeah, by the way, but,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um how many how many times have you seen a fight uh, i mean a real fight yeah at a gay bar.
1: Oh. The only time I've ever seen a fight. I've fighter. seen it a lot, actually. Oh, Alan. No, I you haven't. Absolutely yes. Yes. not, Alan. Huh, you
2: said, I mean, Where? In, in, Where? In, in Missouri, nonstop, oh, Chicago, different. all the time. That's, you go, that's different. Yeah, that is different. No, uh, it isn't. I've seen it even in, in in West Hollywood. I see gay dudes fighting oh, all
0: the time. I have never seen anything anything more aggressive than a slap fight I think West you're Hollywood.
2: too focused on the D and the B. But you're missing the fights, Brent, <laughs> you're like You're <laughs> yeah. missing all the trash. I'm looking ones. in the wrong. i looking at the no, wrong. No, we almost did get it. I mean,
1: I've almost gotten angry enough to pummel somebody, and I won't. But yeah. there was one time that Brent, you got so mad that you almost hit somebody because he cut in line to use the ATM and then didn't thank me. Remember that at the Phoenix? <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> or the boy at the boiler room in New York? No, no, no.
0: He was using the ATM. Right. I was. I. I was so mad. Uh. He was using the ATM. Yeah. It was like really dim for some reason. Oh, the, the, the keyboard wasn't lit up right. of, the, of the ATM. So he said, do you have a phone? So he said, sure. So you brought out your phone. You took out the flashlight. You turned it on. He said nothing. So he right. said, you didn't say thank you. Yeah. And he completed his transaction. He took the money and he started to walk away. Right. And I said, aren't you going to say thank you? <laughs> And he, he looks at me and he said, I was going to. I'm like, you were walking away. And I thought he was going to fight me. I got I'm no... still getting angry about it. It's fucking ridiculous. But that yes. to me is like... That's just it, bad
2: decorum. It's bad yeah. decorum.
0: I feel like that's that's not completely unheard of at a gay bar. It's like, no, bad decorum's oh, not unheard of. But also drunken Oh, and oh thanks, honey. And he storms away. He didn't even say thanks. He goes, good, get out of my way.
2: I've and seen so many gay off. dudes like drunkenly crying or, or or couples being pissed at each other. like Oh, it sure, sure. It ha- and that's exactly what this is. Well, the, no, point, this is different make, they were the point like in a I car. was going to make
0: was that I think compared to the straight bars I went to in college uh, and the straight bars I go to normally, I've seen very, 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 very,
1: very few fights at gay bars. Same. I, I don't think... I've seen, I, I I've seen arguments and I've seen uh, uh, yeah, like you said, like I, I, couples getting angry at each but other. That's but that's the
2: exact same thing happening at straight bars. No.
1: It, it's I feel couples like it's, getting angry at each yeah. other and people no, but, getting but, drunk and fighting. But a bar uh, but, fight is, a, is, a, is particularly set Alan, at a straight talk bar. talk to a bouncer. Yeah. Talk uh, to a
0: bouncer at Necto. Go to Necto, the gay bar in Ann Arbor. <laughs> Go, Necto is uh, a dance club that has gay nights and straight nights. Talk to a bouncer uh-huh. about how busy they are on a straight night and how busy they are on a gay night. Yeah. And they will tell you that a gay night is a walk in the park it's it's easier
2: i'm i'm sure it is but i'm also like there's a larger audience for straight people than there are gay people so yeah of course by numbers there's going to be more straight fights but i don't think that that lessens the amount well, of the, annoyances the that, that happen the irony of gay it gay all nights. is that I, and i think people listening would also in regular america would be mm. like yeah there's a lot of fucking annoying gay dudes yeah. getting in fights
0: by the way I, I it doesn't fall upon deaf ears i'm not trying to suggest gay people aren't capable of violence and they yeah. can't be jerks and douchebags mm. i just think i do think uh yeah I think there's a a lesson i I don't know i mean i don't, i guess I haven't seen stats to bear it out but i in my experience, gay people are less aggressive uh than than you know equally
1: douchey straight people <laughs> yeah yeah, in my experience it's it hasn't been like fist fights it's been like people who just kind of
2: but i don't experience fistfights in or bars either. No,
0: all the time, I, but, but, but I've definitely seen it. I mean, I've seen it too. Historically,
1: but... when you think of a bar, a brawl, a, bar, a tech, literally a bar, a bar fight where people get punched in the face <laughs> right. or even killed, that's never at a gay bar. That's a...
2: uh. Did you hear about
1: Stonewall? Stonewall is different. We're talking <laughs> yeah. about. Fights, 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 No, fights. I know, I know. But
2: it's, I I, I still think it's, I think gay right. people are just as worthy of well, trash the, as Well, the irony people. of being,
1: if, if, Brent, <clears throat> if Brent and I are correct, still the irony is that, like, we're talking about men. Yeah. And the idea of our, like, you know, testosterone-driven alpha male attitude. I think attitude. Women, lesbians
2: are just as capable of it.
1: I'm not saying they're not. I'm yeah. just saying the irony of, like going to a gay bar and not seeing a, a, a fight like this break out and it's like yeah. meanwhile it's like we're all just like raging on, st- there's on testosterone there's also something there's
0: something I think the reason why just for yourself <laughs> I think the reason why this this story is lighter than another story about domestic abuse is, be, is because it's two men yeah which isn't to say that's acceptable blah 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 and blah, why blah. is that Brent I, <laughs> why say well, the word I, I'm sorry because Alan of the I'm, not, I'm not familiar with what you're talking about <laughs> No, but I, I do think there's something about like it, it's violence against someone you love. I guess is never justified, but like because it's two guys, you're like all right. There's because not it's the two power guys, I'm telling
1: you. I hear like I'm telling you. When I read this
2: story, I literally heard like
1: boing, ow, well, ow, ow. Like I heard it, like Simpsons it, noises in even, my head.
2: Was it written even in like a comical way? No, no. no. So I found no, this on no. WCPO.com. Yeah. WCPO. Yeah, it's it's, it's
0: Ellie, one of Elliot's favorite websites.
1: Uh, <laughs> also, the funny, I mean, the irony, or, or to speak to what you're saying, Brent, they also say, like, it is fu- it is bizarrely funny to me that the officer says, the investigation suggests that Mr. Wilson and Mr. Smith are equally responsible. <laughs> <They're> e- well, <laughs> equally and I also think
2: facts. the thing that's funny about the fight isn't necessarily that, that the actual assault, because, I mean, them fighting each other is not funny. What's funny is that... They, they got that they got drunk at Pride and then argued yes. about who was more yes. drunk on like, their drive. That's home. The, uh. that's the true funny part. Not the salt part is wrong, and no one deserves that. And also, it's, that's true love. That is true love. I'm more drunk, motherfucker. It, it, it
0: is. It is strange that like I I was at Target maybe six months ago or something, and I saw they were it was a gay couple, and they were doing that kind of fight where one would say something. And the other would literally—you could—you could see his body language clench up, and he yes. would go, "Do not say that to me!" Like that kind of like yeah. they are they i never get to that place. Screaming, but they're because they're in public. They're still trying to keep it in. They're yes. shaking with rage, mad. Yes. How does
2: anybody get to that place? And that's
0: what I was—that's what I was going to say. Was it like? I'm not trying to be judgmental. I know that I'm I'm a relatively mellow guy, and yeah. so I've never had a fight like that with anyone I love. And plus, I've never loved anyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gay men, at least. Um, but, like, uh, I don't know how you get to that point and yeah. you continue that relationship. I know. I don't know, but you know anyone who has that kind of relationship yes. with their— Yes, yes. Really?
1: Yeah. I would never. I've never gotten to that place either. And I'm always. I will say that I feel like, am I missing out on having that passionate a fight? It's not passion, That's not passion. That's you know? that's just well, un... this bitch got a bone from everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, <here. laughs> no,
2: it's not passion. I mean, because uh, because they're not being respectful of each other in mm-hmm. in that. You know and what and I mean? look,
0: I I respect that everyone is capable of a you know uh, a huge fight like that without not loving the person or I'm not passing mm-hmm. judgment. Well, I guess I am, but I'm not trying to pass judgment on their relationship. Oh, I am. But like, if you're I just, fighting
2: I like that at a Target. You're making it uncomfortable. Yeah, you're making it uncomfortable, <laughs> yeah, making it uncomfortable for everyone doing? around you. Like, I, I, I want my 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 deals to be peaceful. My what? deals. Did you say? <laughs> Can you imagine doing that in public?
1: <laughs> not even joking. We're here with Georgia Hardstark, the co-host of My Favorite
2: Murder. And... Good friend of all of ours. Good, probably you so much. My, I'm probably your closest, closest friend. Yeah, Brent is <laughs> probably her. He was to say, Brent I think you has guys, to claim ownership on that. Brent is probably God. your closest friend, so we just have to say that. Okay, yeah. Closest. Yeah, and in the room. You, you like Brent the most, yeah, yeah. right? You like Brent the most. It's
3: good to know that. Yes, that's yeah, that's right. important. Yes, yes. You
2: definitely yes, like correct. Correct. him. She didn't hesitate at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but she's my neighbor, so where does that count? That's right. Not for much. Doesn't
0: place. Okay, fair. Neighbors can be intense. And you're essentially paid friendship, though. Right, that is true. Like you're paying for that friendship. That's You are essentially paying. For Where the Georgia privilege. doesn't pay
2: for the privilege to know Brent that's except true. for maybe like picking up dinner or something. Yeah, buying right, right, drinks. Right, right. Yes. Spy drinks and so. okay, stuff. Yeah, buy drinks. Okay, that's fair. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, um so you're the co-host of My Favorite Murder, yeah. which is a huge podcast uh, you, phenomenon. Huge, huge. Huge. <laughs> huge podcast. Um and to speak for all of us, I, I I won't speak for all of us, I will say that Brent and Alan are both like Oh, true yeah. crime fanatics.
2: Yeah, we have a I am not frequent so text chain. I mean, Georgia, right. and myself, Brent and I, like yep. we all talk frequently about our obsessive sort of right. nature with a lot of these true crime yep. cases. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to bring up with you, Georgia, since you are kind of a resident true crime expert, <laughs> is that the resident in- <laughs> you are. You're our resident. Well, I'm literally, yeah. I'm your neighbor. Yeah, yes. you are. Um, is the sort of there there is a like a homosexual sort of theme that happens within a lot of these true crime cases that become popular, like Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy, the Ooh, serial. And what
1: about the, the- remember the, the person you told me who had cum in the candy man well no no. the, oh, you're, the c- candy the pineapple cum or something
2: no you're oh. you're really conflating <laughs> a bunch of different
0: John Bonet <laughs> wait 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 that's incredible that's Yeah. Like, wow. conflating John Bonet who had pineapple Jean in Benet his that stomach. has
2: nothing to do with Bing Day, <laughs> oh, that okay. we know of. certainly
0: no cum involved <laughs>
2: that I oh. hope well I hope no cum you and told me about was, somebody with cum in his butt which we'll get to later on that's what we're talking about today okay but the serial podcast the second season in a serial yeah. as a gay case. And then The Staircase oh. deals with bisexuality as well. So, like, there's a theme within a lot of these. My curiosity yeah. would be better. <laughs> Wait, so big, let me also ask Georgia, do you like The Staircase?
3: So, I can't, I can't stand him, Michael Peterson, right? Okay. He sucks. Yep. So much that He's I, it's creep. not watchable to me. Yeah. It's one of those, like, it's skin crawly annoyance. Also, yeah. is he
1: wearing a? I mean, I've watched two episodes. It bored me to death. I stopped. Yeah.
2: But sorry, guys. But it, does he is he wearing a toupee? Well, he probably yeah. had plugs at some oh, point. Oh, I bet sure. you're. Right. He probably S- had that procedure that Trump had. That like right. that '80s thing that where weave. they took off part of your scalp and pushed it all back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it all started yeah, he growing looks forward. Embalmed. I embalmed. think that's half of the fun yeah. of it. Yeah. But oh, he's a it? creep, and that's pro- that. That is half of the fun of it. Him being a creep is sort of why you keep watching because mm. he's so. Disgusting. I guess and, the other thing
3: too is like knowing that he is got off, and yeah. I think he did it. Yeah, I it's hard to watch. You don't from think that the owl point. did it? I, uh, I like. Come on, lo- George, I the love the that did. Here's the
0: thing that I'll say, is that I love murder documentaries. Yes, I love them all. Yeah, and I, Brent,
3: you were there the night Karen and I like first became friends and talking about murder. You, that's you were right. I that, actually think you're supposed to. Be
0: I said to you guys, you should do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no. Um, just kidding. And brink uh, to two I percent of like, a problem. one of the most popular <laughs> Legally I can't say yes. Uh, I agree with <laughs> you. But um, I always think they're guilty. I always yeah. think they're guilty. Really, I'm very liberal. Well, you're like I'm the Italian police system. I, I am. I don't think Amanda. Amanda Knox. Knox. Is, I don't think Amanda guilty Knox. Until is guilty until proven innocent. I think that I think Michael Peterson is guilty. I think Adnan is guilty. I think you the think guy Adnan's from making a murderer is guilty. Mm-hmm. Not Brandon Ducey, but the the main guy for making a murderer. Robert Durst. Uh, no, that's the chance. <laughs> no,
2: you need to stop. <laughs> yeah, you need no, to yeah. Stop.
0: Just stop. <laughs> Stephen Avery. Just sit Be quiet. <laughs> um, yes, Steve Avery. That's it. I just like I I think these these documentaries are so fun to watch. Yeah. Um, you know, th- they become popular for a reason, because it's a good case. Most murder cases aren't
2: good. But why They're do you open, think shut cases. a lot of them feature sort of a homosexual element to it? Like, that's that's something that is really fascinating. Why the really popular ones have a homosexual angle to them, or a sexuality angle to them?
3: I mean, the, like, you know, I'm not an expert on any of this conversation, yeah. but I, I will say that I wonder if there's some kind of secret life element in there yeah. where... It's it's a lot of times it's closeted gay men or it's, you know, uh, it's this kind of it's not a normal relate. It's, it's people who can't have a normal relationship, even yeah. a normal, you know, homosexual relationship. Mm-hmm. So they're hiding this thing as well as the fact that they're murderers. And then there's the question, too, where it's like, you know, it's really annoying when or not annoying. I think it's really awful when people call pedophiles gay yes. because that's yeah. not.
2: Because most pedophiles are straight white men, exactly.
3: Or yeah. even you molesting a boy is not, is not gay, gay. Yeah. right? Yeah. You're or a monster. A, a pederast. Yeah, it's exactly. Very it's progressive not...
0: point, Georgia. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> so I
3: wonder, in that way too, if like someone like, can we even call Jeffrey Dahmer what he did like gay? He's yeah. a gay man, but yeah. is it the same thing when you're a murderer? Yeah.
2: And there's an element to it. I, I remember years ago reading something in college about how. There's like a societal sort of freak show element because gay is so not the norm for a lot of people, especially people who in the 80s and 90s right. when they were obsessing mm-hmm. over these serial killers. Having that Jeffrey Dahmer, not only was he eating people, which was weird enough, but the fact that he was gay and that he sort of led this closeted... Gay life in in I think it was Cincinnati. Yes, and we're super. Yeah, um, he led this closet or John Wayne Gacy, sort of luring people in with the with the idea of a job or something, and then molesting them and killing them. Basically, like, basically
0: transient, like kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Like, and, right. and 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 sort of that freak show nature of sort of not knowing a lot about the gay lifestyle right. and sort of then making it murder. See, we and... told.
3: Yeah, this is why this is why we don't. You know, like using it as an example as to why gay people are, uh, yeah. you know, evil yeah. and that sort of thing for, for people to, like, point out, like, well, they did this, so see, they're gay, you know, they're evil. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I mean,
0: for years, it's there's always been this dialogue that, like, uh, you know, it gay people are bizarre and crazy for what they do right it's
3: perverted so and so yeah. they're
0: capable of basically anything yeah we're molestation machines and when we do kill someone it's like well yeah I mean it makes perfect sense right yeah. but it's like it, it's it's also kind of ridiculous because it doesn't if, if we're playing into the stereotypes at least of gay people which obviously aren't true but uh, then being a murderer doesn't fit that I mean no. you know it certainly doesn't fit the stereotype of a gay guy you know yeah. prancing around. I don't know like right. right. really guys, like this bitch <laughs> on, in WeHo on a Friday night <laughs> Uh, we, uh, he's hunting around downtown
2: Aileen, in his Toyota Prius. Yeah,
1: was, you want to come home? He's looking for cupcakes on a Friday was, night. Was Eileen Wernos um, like, a, a, like a murderer? Well, she yeah, was a ever, serial killer. Serial yeah. But
2: she was also a victim of sexual yeah. assault and a lot of really shitty, sort of, Brent's my favorite word, patriarchal abuse, really. Yeah. Like, and she
3: didn't see herself as a lesbian, I don't uh-huh. think either. She doesn't identify with that, even though she's in this, you know, actually...
2: She's in a same-sex relationship. A same-sex
3: relationship, but that was actually a good, like her first good relationship, yeah. right? Which was her first lesbian relationship too. Right. It was pretty were there
1: like were there other like big lesbian killers or? God.
3: She I was don't really know.
2: the. I mean, she was really the first. I mean, she's seen as like. The only female serial killer yeah. except for like there was one way, way back in the day, I forget her name. She would poison or she would burn the men and poison them and then this is like in the twenties. She was seen as like the first female. Belle Guinness? I think so, yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Good for you. And, and it wasn't. Wow. Guinness, Guinness. No
2: one ever really picked up on it yeah. until after she died or but
3: something. But I don't know if she was no, she fucking she took off and was and no one knows where she went. Like yeah. she she just uh. went missing and like they think she came to LA and like just made a new life for herself.
0: Yeah. Wow. By the way, by the way. If you wanted to kill someone before 1970, oh, yeah, all you had to do was just not have someone watch you do it. That's all you had to do. You <laughs> so could go to anyone's house. You could do. You could do anything in public, as long as there wasn't another person there uh, who could give a good enough description. In fact, yeah. I'm sorry. Let me go back. You could kill someone in front of other people, yeah. <laughs> uh, but if they didn't give a good description of what you looked like, there was no chance in hell unless of you were black. You. Well, yeah, well, I well mean, then they, yeah, would, just they would just grab anyone. They would just grab black. anyone. Yeah. Do
3: you know, uh, are you, I'm sure you love the candy man, Dean Corll, yes. from Texas. That yes. Pol- Who's that? that? I am G- obsessed That's, with Dean Corll. Uh, I need to know who this is. That's like the most atrocious one. Mm-hmm. There, you Go, you go
2: ahead. I, mean, I know, you please go. No, I'm no,
3: right. I mean, he was just, he was just this creepy dude who was like, they called him the candy man because they had a, the family had a candy factory across mm-hmm. the street from like a high school. Yep. And so th- they, he think, would be yeah. like, you know in the 70s of course what's that movie with uh, matt Dillon where they take over the town
0: the outsiders yeah
3: over the top no no <laughs> on the edge something yeah. so he would just have like the rec room in the back where like the teenage boys could hang out and it's the 1970s so all the parents are like don't bother that guy or yeah. he's so nice that he lets everyone hang out with him not like don't let your fucking kid yeah. hang out with the strange man yeah. yeah and he would get like he had like two dudes who would like young guys who would help him get the victims to come over and be like, Dean, like, like, we'll buy us alcohol and shit, and then he would murder yeah. them. Ooh,
2: but, yeah. like, a lot. like yeah, you and didn't, didn't see over, that coming? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was over the span of, like, a, a number of
1: years. <laughs> it was, like,
0: 30, something I just something didn't think it was going to go, yeah. I didn't
1: think it was a, that, that quick of a jump.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. This, yeah. this oh, yeah. bitch <laughs>
1: was still thinking about candy. <laughs> <was> you, were, <laughs> you were like, <laughs> you're <were laughs> like, yeah, what kind of candy did he have? Even if it's
0: murder, he's gone. Well, here's another one. Here's another little fun tidbit. As someone who's watched a lot of Deadly Women on Investigation Discovery, Mm -hmm. which is essentially a poor man's cracked, Uh, or snapped, snapped, that's it. Uh, If you were a woman and you killed someone prior to like 1950, (laughs) you had to do it. You literally had to kill like Five people before anyone suspected you were even capable of doing it.
2: Yeah.
3: The poisoning you know I mean? thing, man. The po-
0: women poison so many people, yeah. which is already a pretty
2: good way to kill someone. Yeah. A lot of times it goes yeah. undetected. I was just watching a forensic files about that.
0: But women, they didn't think they were capable. Of, they didn't yeah. think yeah. their
2: uh, their predisposition
0: was capable of murder. Because of, of what? Murder.
2: Well, the patriarchy. Thank oh. you. All right, I Thank will concede you. that one.
3: Let
0: me you know more what man shut the it all off. Podcast is done.
2: <laughs> There is one case that we do want to go over with you that you and I have texted a lot about. Mm-hmm. I found out about this when I was in DC. I was ta- I was doing a show. I was talking with some people afterwards about true crime stuff and how obsessed I was. What else is there to talk about? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Strangers. And this gay guy in the show, in the audience, like of the show that I was at, he was like, "Have you heard about the Swan Street murder?" And I was like, what? No? Tell me about it. And he goes, like, literally a group of gay guys go around and start telling me this massive story about the murder of Robert Eric Wohn. He was in the house of a couple of gay, a, a thruple. These three gay guys—they were living rich gays. I mean, these guys were like connected. <laughs> <I know>. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh, you're you gonna annoyed. hate them. You're and rich them.
3: in Washington D.C. is like double rich. Oh, oh yeah, right? yeah, oh yeah.
2: And these guys were like—they were politically involved, like big fundraisers. Like the the three gay guys. And how lived, long ago was this? 2006. Um, oh. Okay. And Joseph Price was the main guy who was really the wealthy one. And Robert Arquon was found straight guy was found stabbed, and his Joseph Price and he were college friends. And uh, Robert Eric Wone went over to stay at Joseph's house after he worked late one night, which he had done before because they knew each other from college. And Robert lived in um, Virginia and it was a ways out. So he would stay at his friend's place. And that night he came over. They had a drink. They all went to their different bedrooms and then like a half hour later Robert Eric Owen was found stabbed to death like 19 times Jeez. or I think 19 times mm-hmm. stabbed to death and and they called the police the police the 911 call is so hard to listen to mainly because the 911 operator keeps calling um, Victor Zaborsky, who made the call ma'am because his voice is <laughs> so love. high Whoa. by the way have you ever yes. noticed this
0: is one of my favorite things about s- some of these murder docs uh, 911 operators are always like the most Bitchy,
1: impatient <laughs> people. I, I, I in just the started world. watching um, uh, the other one that you guys want me to watch. Uh, Let's see. Evil genius. Evil genius. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And it's like, Jesus. This woman has like the guy is like. I mean. I just can't believe how like cold she is. Yeah. I think that
3: they're like they're, they're really all business. Yeah, they're all business. Unless you are
2: Halle Berry in that movie,
3: right? Yeah. You don't cry. They're, they're all business. They're straight to the point. They're not warm at all. And it's On because purpose. yeah, but it's also like you listen to it. and You're like this person's going through the most traumatic <laughs> yeah. moment right. of their fucking life. Like <laughs> yeah, at some, least I, I've heard that where yeah. someone
0: will be like, I've been shot, and she's like, calm
2: down. Yeah. Well, I
1: was like, what is Zaborski oh making
2: this call? <sighs> it, I don't know if the operator should have had much sympathy because no one could explain when the police arrived they couldn't explain the the three men looked freshly washed uh, they looked calm there was no panic washed. this bitch got a boner <laughs> 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 got a and Don't their behavior me. was like super strange and they 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 collected evidence from the house there was no forced intrusion like there was nothing like that yeah, no so, one could explain why this man had been murdered or been stabbed so many times now the men in dc this is where the come the buck comes in the okay. men in dc <laughs> all the gay dudes in dc were like and he had come in his butt. There's no evidence of <laughs> that. There's, no okay. there's no oh. evidence of the cum in the butt. Um, but I just wanted to call back to that because you brought yeah, cum in right. butt. Wait, um, so gay guys just made that up? Yeah, basically. It was, a, a it was like a, it's like you know a crime story comes bigger and bigger and bigger, oh, and there's no yeah. real documentary on it, so there's no point of sort well, of factual so, reference so for it.
0: Clearly, one of one or more of the three people that were in that apartment that night killed this guy. Well.
2: Okay, so and the, guy,
3: the guy who got killed was the straight guy, right?
2: Yes. So okay. and there was no police did an extensive search. There straight was straight guy no, and, the, and the throuple, right? Right? No. Um, Robert Eric Rohn is the straight guy, right? And then there's a throuple,
0: right? So yes. it's the straight guy's dead, and yes. the thruple all live in the apartment together.
1: Yes. Who, done, who done it? Okay. Yeah. By and, the way, it's like guys, you've already got a throuple going
2: on. Like, <laughs> do you really need to kill this dude? Just. Yeah, Have Well, not killed, allegedly yeah. killed. Have your constant
1: um, threesomes.
2: Yes. So And you're
3: rich with your fucking nice sheets. They, yeah. did some,
2: they did some investigating into Robert Eric Wellen. There was no evidence of anything gay in the closet. And usually someone who's in the closet has a digital sort of track record of grinder yeah, right. or websites or something. Right. There was none of that. Um, so they, they were going to make an arrest in the case. They were about to make an arrest in the case when... Joseph Price's brother and another person breaks into the, Joseph Price's house <gasps> and steals like thousands of dollars worth of electronic equipment. That burglary like derails the police; they can't make the arrest that they were <sighs> intending to make. And eventually, the three guys go to Miami, where the rich dude has another house. They get arrested thruple. for the murder, the Thrupple. They're all charged with the murder of Robert Eric Wone, and they're found not guilty because they weren't. There wasn't a sufficient enough evidence to prove that they committed Any the murder, yeah. but the judge said that they likely know who the murderer <gasps> two, is. Two. So, so Sometimes Sometimes – I mean – Well, I think – so I've noticed this in a lot of
0: these documentaries that I watch is that sometimes if they can't crack – so let's say three people – there were three people in a room and one person is dead. So that means one of two people committed that murder, but if they can't crack – One of those two people, and there's no forensic evidence, then they can't definitively prove one person murdered him over the other. This doesn't happen much because usually they can get someone to crack, or there's or there's physical evidence. Um, So then nobody can't crack someone, and and there's they just definitively cannot say it was one person over the other. They don't have a strong case.
2: Well, Mm -hmm. and they'll likely never solve this case because. Uh, there was a civil suit against the three men, which they all were found guilty Oy. of being libel. Civil of, suits are su- awesome. Yes, and they reached a settlement with the representation. Eric Wone's wife was represented by Attorney General Eric Holder, oh, who was fun. a good friend of Robert Eric Wone, mm. and they reached a settlement, an undisclosed amount of money, mm. and a lot. the case is still are they still thruple? I don't know. So we know that love
3: still exists, is what you're asking. Joseph
2: Price lives in Miami and DC, and his they don't we don't know if his partners they're still together, but he lives in a house owned by Joseph (laughs) Price and the other guy's whereabouts. So one guy
3: got turned down and got pissed. Well, I think
2: I do think because they were known for their. I mean, within the gay community, there was a lot of talk amongst witnesses, and also their own statements about a very adventurous sex life. S&M activity, like there was a lot of sort of very, not out there sex activity, but not necessarily the norm within gay life of sex activity. And they were very adventurous. And there's speculation that perhaps it was sort of an (gasps) S&M... thing that maybe they roped this man and They tried to do something. I mean, there's a lot of speculation about what yeah, happened there. Yeah. Or there's nice even speculation is that, a thing? that maybe, Ooh. yeah. That it is a, no, knife play is a thing. Cutting is a thing. <laughs> and right. maybe, oh. like, maybe Robert Eric Lund was gay. And because, I mean, within the gay community or within Asian gay men, there's not always an openness to being gay, especially within their yeah. families. And so maybe there was something there from college with Joseph. Price. I will say
0: this oh, yeah. uh, in D.C. having used Grinder in D.C. It is the only city in which twice in 10 minutes, two different people offered to piss on me. So, wow. <laughs> so that, that could be.
1: Wow. I mean, well, have, let me, let me the, ask the you guys. the worst for, for gay. Did they open
2: hookups? with that? I have a general true it crime is. question for all of you. Mm-hmm. How do you murder? So no. How yes. many people How do you avoid the murder? Because I know how to avoid the murder. <laughs> you sleep in the top bunk. I sleep in the top bunk. <laughs> I I second know, second floor friend. of apartments that you can right. easily jump out of the window. Yeah. No, my, bed by my the window. question is
1: this. When you see like a and you I mean you deal with this all the time on your podcast, mm-hmm. Georgia, but when this like murder happens, it so quickly seems to fall into a very specific um, system where there's the witness and there's the you know the i, I don't even know like the the right uh-huh. terms but there's all these people and yeah. suspects and witnesses and yeah, yeah. and they're you know people are trying to tie stuff together but we're talking about like human life and yeah. it's like it it almost seems like it's a like we're talking about something nonchalant and systematic that just happens. Yeah. But murder's like fucking crazy. Yeah. And I it's know you're so crazy, you, you and I'm the... like, how does it all just di- get diluted yeah. into a documentary that I'm interested in? But yeah. it's just interesting to me that that just seems to just happen yeah, you're and become a not the right ones. But yeah. Still, <laughs> I'm just saying it's like it's interesting to be in as your as you and your listeners are probably yeah. into it, like. Hearing something and then like di- you know di- uh, digesting the information, yeah. and I'm like, and, like how do we still... random and crazy?
3: Yeah, well that's what we love about it is that we are we all have so much anxiety about how random and crazy it is that yeah. we're trying to make we're trying to put it into like a, a, f- a way to understand it, yeah. And like make give it a pattern so yeah. we can be like, well I can avoid this and I can do that, and you know, and also give the victim this voice because she or he didn't have that opportunity as yeah. well. And I know like for a lot of people who aren't into true crime, it's like, you know, it seems um, insensitive to be interested in it. And I get that. And I think that that part of it is, it's our own like fear mm-hmm. and anxiety and trying to understand. Well, it.
2: and it's also, I mean, it is, there's, there's two things with it. I think there's one that, Jim Clemente and Laura Richards from, um, I mean, they did the whole, like, Jean Benet, Uh CBS doc, a bunch of other docs. Um, They always stress, like, it's about the victim. It's not about the murderer. It's about the person who died and finding the truth about what happened to this person who was murdered. So there's that element to it, Mm. that sometimes it gets morphed into the fascination with the murderer and not who was murdered. And then they also, to sort of speak to your point, like... I think people who are invest who are really interested in true crime are actually inherently more sort of humane because they want we wanna know sort of how someone could get to that point that they would murder someone because to us, I mean at least personally to me, I think everyone in this room, it's unfathomable to murder somebody. Yeah. You know, it just it's it's crazy to do that. So how to understand someone how they get to that point to do that, I think it helps you understand sort of humanity.
3: That's totally true. We get go ahead,
2: Brett. Oh no, no, go ahead.
3: Well, I was just going to say that Karen and I get asked a lot, like, for interviews. Uh, so, like, how would you kill someone if you could kill anyone? It's, it's like, like, that's not question. the fucking point. Yeah. That, that you- was
0: literally one of my questions, by the way. No! On
3: Because
0: <laughs> I have my way. <laughs>
3: well, Brent can, yeah, Brent, you're a monster, Go so ahead. you can do anything. <laughs> You'll be the only if one I'm the only that. one,
0: I'm not doing it. Do it, do it.
3: <laughs> Brent? Well, in that case, no,
1: I'm not telling you. And Poison. I'm going to save it for all, all two Poison. of you. Poison? I just start Just watching,
3: kill them, and then.
1: I started watching Evil Genius and. Yeah. I'm really into it, like, immediately off the bat. So crazy. Wait,
2: we should explain a little bit. I mean, it's a Netflix documentary about a man who was basically held hostage with a bomb around his neck. He was made to rob a bank. The bomb was detonated. He was a
3: pizza... It's called, like, the pizza bomber. Yeah. Yeah. And it
2: turns out there's a lot of other people that were involved in basically this man's murder. Bananas. No spoilers. I'm only three episodes in. But with that being said, I'm like, whoa,
1: like, that lady Marjorie, like, I know she's fucking bananas. Yeah. But her talking about, like, her talking about that guy... Bill Rothstein mm-hmm. and like them yeah. fighting over who put the body in the freezer or whatever. I'm like, how is this yeah. just like spoken about casual? I, I mean, know they're crazy, but
0: still yeah. it's
2: like yeah. what? I have always I, I have watching? always
0: noticed this that uh whenever I'm re- I'm Whenever I'm re- learning about a murder that happened long enough ago that the person would have already died, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of the guilt out of it. I'm sure. Ooh. Yes, I've always noticed that. Like, I love there's this, there's a show Deadly Women that I watch, and whenever they do a period piece, they like usually one episode they do one from like the 1800s. Mm-hmm. It just like there's it all it just feels different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they like, did like a unit Jesse in sixth James. grade, my my sixth grade teacher grew up in the Lizzie Borden house. Oh my god!
3: And so That's we did a awesome. unit in
0: sixth grade about the Lizzie Borden murder. And I remember not being that phased by it. I mean, it was disturbing, mm. but, mm. and I think it's because it happened in the 1800s. I was yeah.
2: always, I mean, I was a kid who was obsessed with knowing that I, how I was going to solve, a, I was, un, I was obsessed with unsolved mysteries. 1 800 876 5353. I solved a mystery. <laughs> yeah. I need to tell you about this mystery I solved. And you
3: solved a mystery. I
2: solved a real life mystery. I swear to God. And, okay. uh, and well, also, swear to God. I was, oh no, there's proof now. <laughs> Okay. I have proof. Oh, wait, you solved it, but no one knew you solved it? Is that
0: no, what you're No, they saying?
2: did, but they wouldn't let me They wouldn't he let me call kid. it in. He's a kid. Because oh. I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I, there's proof that someone sent to me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and nice. on top of that, also, I was ready for, like, the killer at all times. So, like, when Elliot referenced the top bunk, I told my little brother he had to sleep in the top bunk because I knew as a kid that murderers <laughs> are likely men average height for a man is 5'8" right. 5'9" so they're going to murder the person in front of them before bending down getting cuz I'm going to be far against that yeah. wall yeah. bending down and getting at me which then I'm going to kick him in the groin yeah. possibly <laughs> yeah. save my brother but probably not probably yeah. and not. run out of the house but become the famous one
1: see i was that so was... nervous as a kid i swear to you i would hear the unsolved mysteries theme song and throw Oh, oh. unsolved oh. mysteries was terrible <laughs> this is right this is, this,
3: is t- this must be it did you watch unsolved mysteries as a kid yes, yes. then you're into yes. true crime no then <laughs> no. you're fucking not Robert
1: my, my mom brush. would listen and I would throw up
3: what about America uh, America's was,
1: Most
0: Wanted yes. Never, yes. never <gasps> I watched that one uh, Un- Unsolved Mysteries I thought was genuinely terrifying terrifying it is uh, it's uh, America's Bad. Most Wanted was a little it was a different vibe yes for sure um,
2: well there
3: wasn't fucking ghosts and shit too going right. on right. Oh, I love it a, do you watch it now it's like the corniest show it's the best but
2: I love the reenactments yeah. and they show it on it's Lifetime terrible. in the mornings
3: there is a yep. there is a um, Instagram called Unsolved Mysteries oh I know oh yes and it's just this Gifts of like The uh, reenactments yes. And it's so perfect it's I Remember obsessed.
0: sightings Remember the sightings yes. that Came on like before Oh no uh, I... Unsolved Mysteries I feel like for like A couple of years yeah. It was more ghost centric Yeah And I swear to god The trailer for sightings Gave
1: me nightmares For like a year <laughs> I, I wanted yes. to
3: see an alien So bad A spaceship yeah. oh, oh my god oh, really
2: I think we did once <laughs> Driving to my Aunt Mary's Shut house. up
1: I, I, I really had a full do. summer Where I, I went to a day camp That was in the woods And I would leave Every day Throwing up And before <laughs> camp Growing up because you I had Did see an f- alien in this process? No, I, I watched an <laughs> episode of Inside Edition <laughs> oh God. where they talk about like aliens sort of coming down to earth for like these friends were camping in the woods yeah, but, yeah. and there were pictures there was like a reenactment where yeah. aliens were rubbing the back of these nude women <gasps> yeah. and it made it gave me such anxiety that my parents were like this we close have to bring me to a shrink to our... and I threw up every single day and left camp early we have tear. to preface this by saying that
2: Elliot also was terrified of movie trailers movie trailers so, what? I was terrified like, of everything let's just say oh, that that very uh, sweet just so adorable <laughs> so, I let's, know. Let's know stories us how Close uh, this segment yeah, on because at least the I mean Elliot's probably going to count himself out on this because he probably yeah. doesn't know. But uh, each of us have to say the one true crime documentary that li- our listeners need to check out <gasps> that maybe we didn't talk about. Un- so mine huh. is The Witness. It's a, it's that? It's on Netflix. It's about the um, Kitty Genevieve case. Oh, yeah. I watched that. It's so, so good. good. I watched it on a flight. Oh, it's so emotional. And it's about, it's basically, She's a so lesbian. the case is about, yes, yeah, she was a lesbian, but it also is about um, the woman who was raped and murdered in New York and no one called the police. Mm. She kept, so 911 was created. Everyone saw
3: it happening. and
2: Well, guess who learned about that in fourth grade? Oh.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: because my teacher was crazy
1: and I'm from New York and she That's was right. like, we need to talk about a local social <laughs> phenomenon in yeah. fourth
0: grade. Oh.
2: It's a great story. A great movie. Great.
0: Really funny. Uh I will say the staircase is my favorite. Yeah. This isn't oh no, this is this is this is true crime. I also think the Imposter is one of my favorite. Oh, Imposter is oh, so incredible.
2: I think you told me about that, and then I watched an obsessed. I probably, I probably yeah. did. In fact, yeah. I know I did. <laughs> Georgia.
3: I'd say okay. Either Wormwood, oh, yeah. which is oh. the LSD. Yes. Did he mur- Did he get murdered? Did he jump out a window? It's oh, just really well done. Yeah. yeah. And then the other one, the, I think um, it's just important. Any, um, what's it called? The Central Park Five oh, story. Oh, sure. yeah. There's Ken, central...
2: Ken Burns's daughter did that. Yeah,
3: that's right. You're yeah. right. Yes, Ken that one. And, and, and Donald Trump is a big fire
2: part fire. of that because Donald Trump right. took out this ad, basically saying these five hooligans are. He still
3: says they did it, the even though the <laughs> DNA exonerated. exonerated, and he the other the guy who did it admitted it.
1: I'll, I'll chime in by saying that I don't have a favorite murder documentary, but our friend, a friend of the podcast and all of us, Brandy Barber, who's an actress, writer, and actress, actress. was on a show called A Wedding and a Murder yes. last what? night, Sunday. And she out. plays Sue Curley, sister of electrician Robert Curley. And she dies on the show. I'm oh, watching so it. It was the, the highlight very of her exciting. life so far, That's so we're excited amazing. and proud of her. Georgia, thank you so much for yeah. being here. Where
0: can people find you on the
3: I'm Hard Hardstark on Instagram. Actually,
0: you can find Georgia at uh, Instagram Mr. Brent Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, yeah, Hardstark, and then Elvis and Mimi and Dot is my cats. The best. The
0: best. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> is my, my favorite yeah. yeah. Thanks for
3: having me, you guys. Thanks.
0: Thanks. So much, Georgia. Bye.
2: And another thing.
1: Okay, guys, let's talk shop, <laughs> or let's get down to business. Urinals versus toilets.
0: Anything but trough.
1: Okay, so. That's all I care about. When we talk about this, do you, first of all, what's your preference, a urinal or a toilet? I I have I have started sitting down to pee more. Hilarious! <laughs> I have. Why in
0: public?
1: I, I, yes. I, mean, I like guess on maybe public I've, toilets. Uh, if
0: possible, really? Uh, at home, I do it more at home. <laughs> I think, I think I'm just becoming a oh tired person, becoming more tired, and, and, and I, I like the I don't, every opportunity to sit down. I don't wow. think
2: people. I mean, I've heard guys say this before that sitting down to pee is more comfortable and <laughs> all that. But it's such a it's such a process to like take off your pants and to sit down, and then you know sometimes it's like oop, didn't know that one was coming out, and you poop a little bit, and it's sure. like it's such a deal <laughs> that like it does happen. that like that like you just weren't prepared for it. That in reality, peeing standing up is just quicker and easier. You can get back to your work. So you guys touch. Do you touch your penis if you urinate standing up? This bitch. You're only asking that because you have a seven foot. That is
1: not. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying, do you? Because do Do
0: I touch my penis? My dick is so small that I have to
1: unravel my dick to pee. Like I have to like pop it out of my body. Do you have to? So you don't. So you have to maneuver your penis to pee at a urinal.
0: Wait, what? Are you asking?
1: You don't
2: have to, right? You. Or I'm just, I have to pull down my underwear. Yeah, of course. And, but then, and then I usually hold it. Can you urinate without touching your penis? Are you, at a urinal. Yeah. Do you mean not holding your penis? Wait, do at you, yes. You, do you
0: have to unfurl your dick to pee? No, I'm saying?
2: saying I don't. But don't you touch <laughs> your dick so you know that you are aiming for the toilet? I'm, I mean, it's like, gravity has... I mean, Well, but no, but sometimes the urethra makes the pee go in different directions, and and you can get some on your shoe or your thigh or hey, your has, leg or has whatever. Has this ever
0: happened to you? Have you ever heard... Uh, or a good friend of ours, Sean Patton, used to have a joke about this, too. Have you ever been in a, in a, in a bathroom... And you heard someone walk in and start peeing, and you can just tell by the sound it makes. You're like, that guy must have a
2: huge urethra, yeah, oh, yeah. because Ooh.
0: it's like coming out like soaked. a horse. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. you're, you're pouring
2: out like a two liter. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that blows me away is when someone washes their hands first and then pees. Ooh. Here's, here's a I don't get thing. that. I've seen that. See, a the lot. reason
1: that I like to pee without touching anything is that I don't have to. I don't have to wash my hands because well, I didn't touch anything. That's also Elliot's privilege. <laughs> well,
0: I don't. I've, I've I I think when I hit my late twenties. Obviously, I'm much younger than you guys. But when I hit my late twenties, <laughs> yeah. I stopped washing my hands after I peed. What? I don't care. I don't care. We care. It's my dick. Fine. Don't shake my hand ever again.
1: <laughs> it's my dick. But let me ask you and this: I don't think anything when you're, on my you're, dick is so. Repulsive. I think that's great. When you're maneuvering your penis after peeing, how is it like in your fists, or is it like are you really touching it enough to get like? penis germs on it or whatever. No,
0: it's not and I, I don't cut my penis in my fist.
1: <laughs> no.
0: Well, how do you shake get... it?
1: Yeah. How do you pee? I will say this, a trough really makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And I don't I, I remember going to there's a there's a restaurant in New York called or a theater called the Laurie Beachman Theater mm. where they usually do like gay shit and like Joan Rivers had her show there. There's, like, drag shows there, yeah. and the bathroom is a small bathroom with a trough. Yeah. And I'm oh, like, no. what is the, like I, what's the
2: inherent nature of this? I like, mean, it's I don't care. I, I I don't give a fuck between a urinal or a toilet. Like, if it's a public restroom, I'm just going to a urinal. But I will say that July 4th um, in St. Louis, Missouri, they always had the fireworks sort of, like, uh, you know, by the arch down on the water on the Mississippi mm-hmm. River, and they would have these troughs in the men's section that men would just go pee. And I remember being, like, 10 or 11 or 12 years old, and... It was such a hot thing to go into the trough and, like, Oof. pee with other guys and see really? all those dicks. Oof. Did you get yeah. a semi? Yuck. I, didn't, I don't think I got a semi. What but about I, the smell? I didn't give a fuck. I just wanted to see the dick. I'll put up with Ew. a bad smell to see a dick. And Did anybody look at you when you were looking at them? I wasn't looking at their eyes, so I don't know. Yeah. I was looking at their dicks. Oh, yeah, you're looking deep. And it was so hot. And I also Oof. think that, like, there is something inherently hot <laughs> <get lighted>. about, <laughs> about a urinal. Like, urinals and, like, peeing with another guy, and his dick is out, and your dick is out, and you're both peeing, and it's just like, our dicks are out! I will say, it is very, like, primitive in that way. Wait, you
0: just
1: got—wait, wait, 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 wait.
0: Can we go back a second? Yeah. He's, he's he said I'm a monster for not washing
2: my hands.
0: I'm at least I hygienic. Pee.
2: I'm hygienic. And you're talking
0: about how it's hot watching people piss into a trough. Yeah, it's like a waterfall of piss and you're like, "Ooh.
2: I'm not I'm not not washing my hands afterwards. I'm not licking <laughs> that's, it up." That that I'm not one. the one walking around spreading germs to the rest <laughs> of the country. How young were you when you were pissing in the trough? I mean, I was a kid. I was like nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, I don't know. that's different. I mean, now, do you still? If you were pissing in a trough, with I other would men... piss in a trough in a second. But I <laughs> want to see all the fucking dick. I want everyone's dick out, straight, it's gay. So... I don't give a fuck. Are you into? Well, are you into like piss play or whatever? I mean, I probably masturbated to it once or twice in my mm, lifetime, but mm-hmm. it's not like a favorited tab on my browser, right? right you know. Mm. It's, I don't know. I'm like it's like oh, if someone accidentally pees in a porn, I'm not gonna be like stop, no. I'm gonna have you be ever like, just pop up randomly
1: once in a while? A, have you does.
2: ever done um, swords? Played swords or whatever? No, but someone did accidentally pee on me once. Oh wow! My my ex boyfriend. We were in high school. We were both super high. There's actually two different areas of this. I I we were watching Mallrats. high on shrooms and he stood up to go pee and then he just started peeing on me and I I viscerally remember like pushing the stream away with the palm of my hand but the (laughs) the spray just went in between my fingers and just got me more wet like a shower head you know and so that happened and then Fast forward 20 years later, I see Kevin Smith at the Target in West Hollywood, and I tell him this story. And he's like, that's Why? great. Because he, re- he directed Mallrats, and I felt like he needed to oh, know sure. it. And he was yeah. like, that's funny. That's funny. And then I, I wound sure up seeing him it. like four different times throughout the Target, and I was always that pee guy, and it was very yeah. awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, I will say, and, and just to close the segment, have you guys ever felt like you've had to pee so bad that it was in your fingers? Well.
0: No, I You mean say your fingers are tingling? Feeling?
1: Sometimes when I have to pee so bad it feels like it's in my fingers
2: and my teeth. I think we <laughs> all know exactly what Ellie's going to talk with his therapist about during the <laughs> next session. What's wrong with me? Why don't I know yeah, how to pee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would your, would your aunt, aunt
1: say? Brent, what would your aunt Ramona say about something that was spoken of on the podcast today? How would you kill someone? Oh, That's yeah. She she'd want to know. Yeah, she'd want to know. My aunt would um, probably say, oh, it's
2: so nice that they're electing
1: gays. (laughs) (laughs) Drunk drunk brawls
2: or not.
0: Small town Ohio. Uh, Yeah. my,
2: My aunt Anne would listen to the true crime segment we did with Georgia and turn to my mother and say, remember when you were driving down the street and a man's head was decapitated on your car? That happened? Happened to my mother. A man was on a motorcycle. He got in an accident. The head was decapitated. It It was at nighttime. It went flying back. (laughs) It hit her windshield. Your mother's windshield? Well, she found out afterwards. Blood (gasps) everywhere. She came home with the the smashed-in windshield and the blood everywhere. And then she turns on the news, and her father's like, yeah, there was a horrible bike accident. That's why the freeway was all covered up and a man's head was decapitated and it, it was onto your mom's so windshield they, they called the police and the police were like I mean this was like in the 60s so like there was no DNA but the police were like yeah that was probably his thing and insurance covered it surprisingly
1: well on that
2: note <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to close and my I mouth
1: guess, uh, I guess we're done say, thanks for listening I'm Elliot Glazer I am Brent Sullivan and I'm H. Allen Scott the show.